Hey, uh, Jimmy Valentine, that was a really great game-winning score you had there at the sporting event. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You can look for that card really soon at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. They got tons of sports memorabilia. Jimmy Valentine, RKO Radio News. Jimmy, what makes Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics your favorite comic store in the Colorado area? I'm telling you, forget about it. A comic collector like me, I can save 20% on a hold slot. Duh. Plus, it's hard for me. I'm on the road all the time. If I want the amazing Spider-Man and I'm not around, it's in my hold slot. Jimmy Valentine, what do you have to say about your recent allegations about steroid use? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but I am going to tell you that if I want to get Magic the Gathering cards, I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. <laughs> the little square Jimmy Jr., he loves those. So go to 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado. They'll take really good care of you. Hold on, Jimmy. One Jimmy, more question. One more question Wait, no, no, don't go yet. Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Barbecue that can't be beat. Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores. Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Welcome to the podcast. I am Ryan. To my left is... Death. In front of me is... Brad. I hope you're going to say angel, and then you could be like the angel of death. Like the two of us, would we, we'd be yeah, we would, we can work together. together. No. I'm going to write a comic book because it's called Angel Slash Death, and then it will be one person is saving people's lives, and the other guy is killing everybody, but they have to work together to solve... You should turn <laughs> to on solve like mysteries every mysteries, week. You should turn on Ed where the angel is killing everyone, and death is saving everybody. Ooh. <laughs> there's The angel's killing it's too ironic. many people, so death can't... Uh, uh, control them all or something no that, that's just just bored doesn't have anybody to kill maybe that's so just then bad he becomes an alcoholic death. death is an alcoholic yeah. then i think it'd just be adam carolla and family guy really <laughs> yeah no i just sound like death that's james funny. has been sick you've been sick for a while yeah yeah i was Get a little better, bit james. sick last week but it's the, with the flu it gets in you you got the flu yeah i'm out of here yeah Brad has a weakened immune system. Oh, yeah, no, it's no big yeah, deal. I don't get enough week, sleep to combat your flu. So I have the dedication that I will still do the podcast, even though I have the flu. And next week, you guys will have the dedication <laughs> no, to still do the son podcast. Of a bitch you calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, in case you've never listened to our show, we, the real nerds, go see a new movie every week, and we broadcast it to the world or the five people who listen. And this week, we saw "Killing Them Softly," starring Brad Pitt. Ooh. I haven't seen a Brad Pitt movie in a while. No, it's been a while, hasn't yeah. it? And it's going to be a while. What's the last movie Brad Pitt was in? J- uh, Brad, go. 
<laughs> it's been that long. Is it Inglorious really, Bastards? Yeah, yeah, probably. Really? I'm gonna look it up. You know, as we was there another we, Ocean's movie between that? <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just gonna hang out and hang out with uh, George Clooney and be cool. Dude, yeah, I would see might have been Inglorious Bastards. I would see another one of those movies, but yeah, it's got to be Inglorious Bastards. I well, feel like he did a cameo in something, just like showed up and then like in something. a fat suit in a comedy, <laughs> Tom Cruise style. Tom Cruise is great in Tropic Thunder. Uh, he was in a movie called Eight. He was in Happy Feet Two. Oh fuck, fucking a, fuck me, Moneyball guys, Moneyball, <laughs> Moneyball. Oh, we're, we're horrible. A tree of we're Life. The we're not the real nerds. We're, at all. we're the worst movie podcast <laughs> on iTunes. Tree of Life from last year, Mega Mind from the year before that. Because it's been three years since Inglorious Bastards. That's the other thing. Yeah, Can you it, that? it doesn't feel busy. like that long. Yeah, wow. Tarantino's weird like that. I, I'm pretty sure I was looking at his page. I think it's pretty much like clockwork. Every three years, he has a movie come out. Yeah, pretty much. Until he stops. He is. He says he's going to stop soon. Yeah. And in, in that interview I with... Just, the, I just can't do any, any more movies. I in, can't. Well, no, no. In that interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he talks about it, and it's almost more of a... It sounds almost more like a pride thing where he just... He wants... Uh, he talks about this. He, he imagines that uh, for 20 years from now, some 12-year-old will come across one of his movies, and he wants every movie... You know, he wants them to be like, oh, yeah, I saw that one Tarantino movie. I'm going to go find another one. And he wants them to, like keep enjoying their movies and find him like a little gem and all for all his movies to be great see um, uh, which is cool but i you know i, might I would be rather biased, just but enjoy. i don't think sam raimi has a bad movie um yeah he probably does what movie is bad by sam i don't raimi? know i don't know exactly there isn't one dark man dark man's not a bad what movie. yeah dark man is not bad Really? You guys actively watch that constantly? I own the entire trilogy. It's a good movie. I yeah. don't own the trilogy. I own the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched the two sequels, but I own them because they came in a box set. And it's Liam Neeson. Yeah. I was Dark Man. As an outside observer, I, I'd imagine that's what people would... No. I think I, most people don't know that Dark Man's a movie. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I appreciate it. it I don't if think it's if terrible, I had but... to pick a movie, I think where people would say that <laughs> Sam Raimi's worst movie would be for the love of the game. Oh, I don't think I, I, I mean, I still like Spider-Man 3, but I think that's his worst movie. I don't think it's a bad movie, though. I mean, mm. you're t- telling me a bad movie, and I don't think it is at all. Yeah. I think you should watch Spider-Man 3 again. You know what's terrible? I'm not Army saying it's a bad movie. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll no, kill everyone. One of you motherfuckers in this game. <laughs> Anyways, fan mail. <laughs> we didn't have any fan mail this week. Um, oh, no. The only fan mail we got, um, are, can we call them fans? I don't know. <laughs> um they took the time to write into us. That's I know, but bold, I mean, are man. they are they are they fans? Or are they just you know being polite? Well, what'd they say? Maybe you talking about the interviewees? Yes, the interviewees. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I they, they're just yeah. being polite. Yeah, we get we got a lot of questions this week about uh, you know we've interviewed a bunch of people and and people are waiting patiently uh, and for us to get them all. You out. know, there uh, was supposed coming. to be one two weeks ago, but Brad didn't put anything up for till Thursday, so. What what do you want me to say to that? We're we're waiting for an answer because I never got one. <laughs> I was texting you all week. I'm like, are you all right? Everything okay? You didn't ever text me back until like Thursday. Yeah, I'm fucking tired. So. Yeah, well, um, life sucks. Wear a helmet. <laughs> you know, I'm still waiting for a to see those real nerds paychecks in the mail. Might give me a little incentive to <laughs> yeah, do things faster. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, anyway. Anyways, no, they're, they're coming. We're they're coming. Out. Anyways, this week on Wednesday, stay tuned for the Paul Salmon interview, mm. which we did at Telluride Horror Show. It's awesome. It is. And it's super long, but you, you will enjoy it. It's worth it, it because he is what they call a film historian. Well, that's what he calls it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's well, true. And you should listen to that one because it's a fun one. Yeah. He he is just a, a well of, of neat stories. Um, 
but he was nice enough to drop us a line this week and uh we were actually i was gonna i was gonna pick his this week anyways it just so happens that he sent us an email this week yeah and it was kind of funny and we also got uh email from dylan kohler who did chili which was one of my favorite little shorts from Telluride horror show so stay tuned for that one too i'm guessing next week probably we have so many interviews yeah but uh, we got to get them going um Maybe one week we'll put up two. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. What did uh, Paul Salmon say about Twilight, guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say he uh, he mentioned that for uh, for Thanksgiving his family kind of made him go to see Twilight, um, and he uh, he he did not. He well, he suggested that we take a lot of whiskey with us. <laughs> he did, basically. and he said, and you said he she wrestles a cougar. Yeah. And he sent back. He <laughs> says not only wrestles a cougar, but drains a cougar. <laughs> wrestles and drains. So a cougar. she was able to overpower the cougar. Yeah. And if you want to know Spoilers. what the real nerds think of Twilight, we will be seeing it this next week because there is no other movies that come out. Yeah. But Brad's going to go see Playing for Keeps with Gerard Butler. <laughs> Fuck, I am. That's probably that's probably worse than Twilight. Um, I'm going to stay home and edit those interviews. <laughs> no, no, Twilight. Are you not going to go see Twilight with us on Tuesday? Hell no. I'm not giving yeah. that movie any fucking money. I will give you a free coupon to come to that movie. No. That's how much what? I won't see it. Wow. Wow. I, I'm done after New Moon. <laughs> that's the movie that really betrayed him he was like <laughs> he was in for the first one in for the second but new moon man or no new moon is the second one yeah it no, was that new second one. one isn't it yeah second one yeah no no it's a, <laughs> a clip you know, the third the same one. remember when i watched them all in one week last year yeah i swear i, I had so head- much respect for you i swear i had a headache all week long <laughs> well I, i'm not even joking <laughs> i only really saw them because they were constantly on like hbo back when i had hbo mm-hmm. so i wasn't even watching them a in order or b from f- from start need to, to watch them in order no 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 because no, <laughs> it's just it's just random bullshit you could mix the whole story up and it wouldn't make any more sense than it does. It's like seven hours of blue balls, <laughs> the whole uh, premise of the movies. Except for that punch fighter. That was funny. <laughs> but was yes, it? the scene about punch fighter is good. Is that the new? Uh, no, no, not punch fighter. Um, well, what's the third one oh, then? What's, how's it go? It goes Twilight, New Moon. Then what's the third one? Eclipse. <laughs> and then the fourth one is Breaking Dawn Part 1. Yeah, okay, okay, now I'm back on. uh, I don't even remember. I watched them not even a year ago. I can't even remember the order of the movies. I can't remember which one's one's directed by David Slade. Is that New Moon? Probably. Sure. (laughs) That's the only one that has any talent behind it. But anyway, stay tuned next week for Real Nerds Twilight because there's really nothing else coming out. And it's just funny to listen to us Uh, go see Twilight movies. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing. uh, Tell your friends. We were kind of avoiding it, but now that nothing's out, it always makes for a fun podcast. I wasn't avoiding it. I was running uh, straight towards it, but couldn't get it in my schedule. <laughs> later this week, stay tuned for Paul Salmon's interview. Yeah. Um, I guess we could read the email that he sent us, but you know what? That's no. Yeah. That's not, you know. Yeah. That's more of, I mean, we can. That's for us. That's for us. We're going to be stingy with our famous people who email us. <laughs> you know what's cool, though? I went to a comic book auction on Saturday, and his book was one of the... Uh, auction things oh no way and it's his beautiful book called uh conan the phenomenon oh that yeah we saw that one he had it and that is uh, a beautiful book if you're listening to this and you're saying hey where can i find stuff about paul salmon you can read a 600 page book about blade runner Mm -hmm. in fact when he was talking to us about blade runner it made me go out and get blade runner and watch it yeah because it's that good of an interview but my favorite thing he was also involved with return of the living dead anybody return of the living dead no hey (laughs) find out what he says about it sometime this week (laughs) <laughs> Wednesday usually is when Brad gets those up. But it will be up this week. Speaking cool. of this week, are you guys finally going to square off against each other on signs? 
We might. Uh, um, that might be a bonus episode, too. Yeah. We're going to work on it. We'll see. We're going to do Twilight for sure, but there also might be uh, commentary, real commentary with James and Ryan about Signs and how horrible it is. It's a, it's a great movie. It's a horrible movie. It's a really great movie. I don't get it. I don't you don't like E.T. and you think Signs is great. E.T. E. is about the shitty, creepy alien. E.T. is a great movie. And hold it, here's the thing. It's not that I don't like E.T., I appreciate E.T. and think it is a great film. It scares the poop out of me and I can't watch it. It's Those are two totally different Elliot. things. Fuck you. Ah. And his hands like wrap around like dorks. Stop it. Stuff. I need to sleep tonight so I can get well. And remember when the mom comes home and E.T.'s like, and he's running through the house. Oh, whimsy. You know what's actually one of the scariest parts of that movie for me? Is Nothing? Actually, no, no, no. The scene, it's because I... When I was a kid, I did not understand what was going on because um, he's sort of building tension and, and drama and suspense there, but I don't know why. Is the scene where she's doing the dishes and the mm-hmm. window fogs up and she's sort of staring at it. And, you know, Actually, I think it's Elliot who's doing the dishes and he's looking out, but yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. No, it's his mom. No, it's Elliot. Nope. Anyway, um, it's his mom, but uh, it's definitely his mom. Anyway. <laughs> uh, J- Brad, you watched it recently. That always scared the shit out of me. It's Elliot, been, right? Both of them actually have done. Like, there's that one scene where, yeah, at, at the, the end beginning of that, when the window the fogs up, scene, and she it might be his it. mom, and at the end it might be him. Well, because remember, he calls his brother a penis breath, and he yeah. has to wash the dishes. Yeah. And then that steam comes up, and he's out there. He's saying, "Why was When's that the last time you watched it, James?" Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, okay. but I, I, I remember <laughs> I that. Scene. No, 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 it's his mom. <laughs> anyway, my point is that scene scared me because I didn't understand what he was doing. You know, so that's part of it. It's just that I was stupid. You should really revisit it. I bet what it is he doing with those dishes? I don't understand. I hope my parents never make me do the dishes. See, to me, it'd be uh, creepier, you know, finding E.T. No, it when it's got to be Elliot. Cause it is Elliot. convinces him to go check out the shed. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's Elliot. No. All right, we're Stop. putting in E.T. right now. Yeah. Stop right. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Settle this. We're just going to watch E.T. Cool. Anyway, Wait, hey, on. you know what's a great segue? <laughs> the stuff <laughs> we've been watching. <laughs> You gotta shut up, James, or Brad can't edit this properly. If you don't shut up, Brad's gonna have a hard time editing this, and this is bull. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. You like? You see what I did there? Yeah, I saw that it. was that was so that funny. Was good. That was good. Brad's gonna cut it out. He better not. <laughs> he better not circumcise that great line I just did. <laughs> um, I just saw a couple things this week. The first thing I saw, and I bought a book uh, a few months ago at. Barnes and Noble called the Slasher Movie Guide. Oh yeah, and in it, it talks about the first horror comedy besides Albert Costello and stuff. Yeah, basically a movie that takes slasher cliches and makes fun of them. Yeah, that w- once those once those that sort of genre was on its own, and mm-hmm. then somebody started commenting on it. That's what they mean. Exactly. Yeah. So I've again, I never heard of this movie, and I just happened one day I was really bored at work, and I just pulled up Amazon and I put you know Prime. I was just scrolling through, and like the 700th movie on Prime was <laughs> Student Bodies, which was shot in 1981, so right after Friday the 13th, hmm. and two years after Halloween. And they said it was a comedy, and I said, well, how funny could a movie from 1981 be being uh, self-referential to yeah. the genre? You know what I mean? So I, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing anything else tonight. I'll put it on and watch it. So... The movie starts and it's just a house and it says Friday the 13th and then it fades to black and then it comes back up and then it says Halloween, then it fades to black, then the house comes back and it says Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday and then it like, 
<laughs> the the villain in it, his name is the Breather. So <laughs> they do lots of POV shots, and the Breather does that. But he's just like, "Oh my god, I'm so gonna kill people. I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna so kill them." No, no. And uh, and you know, it's actually there's some really really funny parts in it. Um, it's kind of a, a Zucker movie where it's airplane but horror. Um, this this girl is babysitting these kids. And, uh, of course, she's stupid, and she hears a knock on the door, so she unlocks a door and looks out, and she shuts the door, and then the camera zooms in on the lock, and it has a flash on the screen, unlocked, and it goes, bing, 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 like, it's it's totally yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And so she sits back down, and the phone rings, and she picks it up, and it's a breather. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and so she hangs she hangs it up, and it keeps on ringing, and she does it like three times. And then she's not going to answer it this time. So then the phone's like jumping all over the table for her to pick it up. And <laughs> it's so bizarre, but it's so – there's so many like funny parts. There's – every time someone kills, like the number goes up on the screen, like this person's dead. And, yeah. Uh, all the people that are suspects, it says, this guy's a suspect. And then when they die, it says not a suspect anymore. <laughs> it's uh, – there's just oh man, but the the actually the best part of it is about halfway through the movie. Uh, it cuts to this guy sitting at a desk, and he says the producers of this movie wanted to be rated R, but there's no nudity or violence. So you know what we have to say to that? Fuck you! And then and that's the whole scene. And there's literally they don't show any blood, any nudity. Oh wow! Um, and but then the end it gets really convoluted and stupid. But before that, it's kind of funny. So if you're really bored, you're like oh, I want to see an average movie. The student body, student bodies is your choice of boring movies that are kind of funny sometimes. I was really hoping there'd be boobs or something in it, but they just alas, they there's not even deliver the boobs. And uh, the well, I watched a couple things. I, I watched, I rewatched some uh, old Mickey Mouse cartoons, and I loved them. Really whimsical, really funny. Um, back when they really didn't talk too much, they relied a lot on sight gags. And one of the coolest sight gags is Mickey is always able to take his body parts off and make something else. Like he'll take his leg off and make a key out of it to get into a room. Um, there's a great scene where he's at a barn and he's dancing with Minnie. And every time he dances with her, his feet keep on getting bigger. So she's step- he's stepping on her continuously. And at the end, uh, she yells at him and her legs all, I don't know, like 10 feet long. And she ties it off and breaks off the part she doesn't need. And then she goes dancing with Pete. What the fuck? Uh, so those were great. If you have lots of money, you can pick up the Disney <laughs> treasures because on Amazon, some of them are like 200 bucks used. So, cause they're really limited editions. Cause you've just like, when they release them. Yeah. Them uh, there's a while, uh, Brad, how many did you get? Did you get as many as I did? I mean, I think I maybe have 10. Yeah. I think I roughly have that. I got all the Mickey mouse, all the Donald duck, both the silly symphonies. Um, I got the Oswald, the lucky rabbit one mm-hmm. and, uh, one of the complete goofy, Hmm. And there's actually no. I have complete Goofy, and I have one of the complete Pluto. But there's a second complete Pluto, which doesn't make any sense to me when they say complete. It sounds yeah. like it's complete. But if you ever have an opportunity, you can still get some of them cheap, like the Oswald ones cheap. Um, they have a couple other ones. Um, Less of a, like the Disneyland, the Disneyland silly ones, symphonies, yeah. um, the Silly Symphonies. Davy I think the Crockett, first one is not that expensive, but the second one's really expensive. But they're really great DVDs. If you ever have the opportunity to get them, pick them up because. Leonard Malton does all these introductions for him. They have usually hour-long documentaries about making them. Maybe it's about a specific artist or sound design. It's they're really great. 
Um, it's one of the things I wish they continued to make, but they didn't sell very well, I guess. Mm. Obviously, they're very limited edition. And they should just release them as more of a complete set on Blu-ray. Like I said, doing yeah. separate Mickey Mouse and black and white. Just do like one Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, like just character Blu-ray. And then and they could. Disneyland Blu-ray. and They could. You know what's funny, though? The most expensive one of the Walt Disney treasures is either Zorro or another um Disney show they did because they made oh, wow. so little of them. I'm pretty sure they're about 250 bucks on Amazon. Wow. So yeah, th- those are great. If you ever have opportunity, definitely check them out. Um, and the last thing I watched was another horror movie called Monster Brawl. And yes, it's exactly like uh, I don't even have to set it up. Uh, Dave Foley's in it. He's a he's a play by play announcer. To me, this is literally the movie. This guy had an idea of taking wrestling matches. Right. WWF style, WWE style. Yeah. And he has the undead bracket and the creature bracket. Ah. So they're in one fight, it's Wolfman versus Swamp Thing. They call him Swamp Gut because, you know, Swamp Thing's probably. Which one of them trademark. is the undead one? Um, those are the two creatures. Oh, okay. They fight, and then the undead is Zombie Man versus Frankenstein, but it's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they fight, and then they meet in a championship match. Um, and it's literally just monsters wrestling. That's horrible. It is. It was horrible. It was so boring. I'm like, cool. If if they, it would be cool if they literally just fought and like ripped arms off. But yeah. The, the gore effects weren't that good. Make up some story for it. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Like it goes wrong, and then they they all end up getting unleashed well, y- on the yeah. people. Last resort. I mean, pick someone it, up, throws them at the other. There's monster. a guy. He's in love with a girl. They have to survive oh. together. Yeah. But my favorite part of it is Lance Henriksen is doing the voiceover for it, and so they had they it did have potential. I'm not going to say it didn't. Right. Because what was cool is they'd say, um, "Witch bitch," which is like a witch who's an evil chick. So her name's Witch bitch. Okay. And they and so it cuts away and. Lance comes on and he says, Salem, Massachusetts, 1697. And it cuts and it, it's showing like their backstory, yeah. which could be really cool, but they're terribly paced, terribly oh. acted. And if they were put together really well, it'd yeah. be awesome because uh, he has such a great voiceover. But what was really funny is when they were fighting, let's say, I don't know, Frankenstein gave Zombie Man a suplex. Lance Harrison would come on and say, excellent, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> And then oh. after they killed him, they'd it'd say, uh, man, what was the funniest? Oh, uh, the werewolf was, uh, it, he would kill him, and then Lance Harrison would say the finishing move. He'd say, Wolfman wins, lunar belly, sla- uh, belly slam supreme, or something like that. <laughs> um, it's horrible, though. Uh, it was an hour and 20 minutes, and it felt like four wow. hours. Oh, man. So, yeah, I wouldn't see it. Where'd you see it? Was it on Prime? Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not going to pay money to see that shit. Yeah. And they had a couple famous people in it, but nothing to write home about. It's almost a shame when they when when a movie like that has potential and then they just Obviously they, it was hindered can. by its budget. I yeah. mean, and you could tell too uh like Dave Foley and his ring announcer, it was another famous guy, I can't remember his name, but you could tell they're shot separately than everything else. Oh, they're yeah. basically paid to do, I don't know, one two days of work. And then the dude tried to intercut it into the movie. And it, the guy obviously just loves horror movies and wrestling. Right. Because he also had promos with the monsters. So, you know, like Hulk Hogan would be like, what you going to do when the Hulkster runs wild on you? But then he'd have Wolfman and he's, right. he, he'd say, the wolf is out howling. I don't even know. I don't remember. Uh, it's stupid. 
so don't see <laughs> Monster Brawl. Phil comes out, he's like, I am Jacob, son of... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bring it back to Twilight. Oh, oh man. Um, I feel dirty for my so, I'm going to wash myself. <laughs> that was good. So, to recap, don't watch anything I said except for the Mickey Mouse cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Um, well, I obviously I had the flu this week, so I watched a bunch of shit. Uh, I rewatched Lawless, and I rewatched Brave. Birdemic. And I, and I, no, 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 no. And I rewatched um, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. None of which I will talk about here, because we will... Them. Either we will talk about them in in a, f- in a few weeks for will our we? film explosion, or we won't. But we did an episode on all of them, so it doesn't matter. Um, the things I hadn't seen before, uh, I finally got a chance to see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, What'd you think? Yeah, that movie's not very good. No. Um, which is a shame, I, I think the biggest problem here is that they they chose Tamir Bekmenvatov to do this movie, yep. who um, got his start doing vampire stuff. Um, the thing that really made him blow up was he he did this Nightwatch trilogy over in Russia, um, which visually they were really cool, um, and there, there was this whole sort of noir aesthetic to it. But by the second one, he was doing that kind of crazy CG stuff where there were like cars driving on the sides of buildings mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and it was like. It was, a, it was a little bit too over the top. Um, and the fun thing about the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter premise there is that you're juxtaposing something that is silly and something that is very serious. And so I think that the way to to do this movie would be to take it pretty damn seriously and, and treat, treat it like this guy is actually Abraham Lincoln um, and then there are vampires in the world and he has to fight them. And, and don't make them super CG vampires, make them just scary um and then and then treat it like that and that would be really cool um but instead it it comes off more like one of your your van helsings or uh, as i expect your your hansel and gretel where it's just (laughs) the the action is way over the top and it's too cg'd and the the story is so flimsy that uh, you don't really care about any of it Um, I, i think the biggest problem with that is i mean i think they did treat it seriously but but you're right it's the the aesthetic of it makes yeah. it not serious. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, the part that always really bugged me when I was when I saw it in theaters was when he was the horse part, where the horses are running and yes. they're chasing each other. It's so CG. It's so yeah. bad. If you don't have the money to make the CG convincing, don't do it. Yeah, because then it's just you're you're watching. You say, "What the hell am I watching?" Well, and because you can do, as we know from a movie like Skyfall, where you can have a lot of money, but have a climax where it's really just there's a burning house in the building and two guys walking through the field and there's so much tension yep. and 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 um suspense there on its own that you don't need a bunch of silly cg stuff yep. um that you could easily have done that yeah, here because i mean even um, the scene i think the scene that where he goes to the plantation and he fights all the vampires i think it's yeah. really cool yeah, yeah but then it's bogged down again by every once in a while there's that one unconvincing shot yeah, and it's a bummer. But I, I actually think the guy who plays Abraham Lincoln's not bad. Yeah, no, I do too. I, I think he does a, I mean, a pretty decent. If job. If he wasn't going against Daniel Day Lewis, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a little hard this Isn't year. Isn't it crazy that you know in June, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Vampire Vampire Hunter comes out, and then six months later, Abraham Lincoln actually goes up against vampires at the box office. Oh, <laughs> and vampires, oh. and the vampires won. Unfortunately, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, but what are the odds on that? Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> It's a shame, uh, but not the worst movie I watched this week because I also still saw The Raven. You did. Which I if can't you, you saw that. Yeah, um, I, I, I was. Same marketing. I was on. I was on. 
flu drugs and I went to the Red Box and by the time I got home just imagine James sitting there, by the like, time I got home it's on Netflix today <laughs> I, was just, I was just adding shit I rented three movies at a time I, I, was, so I really I got home and I, I didn't remember what I had one of my TV one of my phone uh, The Raven yeah so is it trying to be a serious like gothic horror take on Sherlock Holmes the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yes it is definitely it, it is definitely very Sherlock Holmesian um, the problem is that uh John Cusack, John Cusack, John Cusack, yeah, A is not Robert Downey Jr. Um, and uh, his, I I don't know what to think of his version of uh, Poe because he plays it enough like he's supposed to actually be Poe, where he's sort of sullen and you know all, all dark and weird. Um, but then there are scenes where suddenly like. Uh, um, Alice Eve's character is around, and suddenly he is totally trying to do his best uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. impression and be fun. And I, it's just it's manic more than it is any more than it is like an actual character, uh, and, and it's never actually engrossing. I never so like. What is the movie about? Um, basically, at the beginning, it, it starts off with them telling us that um, on the day that that. Edgar Allan Poe was suddenly found on a on a on a um, bench, and he was on his last breath. And nobody knows what happened the last couple of days of his life. And so basically, they tell us that he's going to die at the end of the movie, um, which totally kills all your momentum for the movie. Um, but there is this killer who is uh, who is killing people in ways that mimic things that happen in Edgar Allan Poe's stories, but it's really kind of just sort of silly. Like it doesn't, um, it doesn't seem like a really cool mystery. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, if you were to guess, like if you, as you know, pretending that you were some kind of police officer, um, if you were to guess like, well, I bet the killer would then be, um, somebody like this. You would be right as to who <laughs> the killer is in this movie. Cause it's pretty obvious. Um, and it's not, I think that if they had tried to make this movie like something like from hell, uh, where it ends up being about some bigger ideas or something like that, it could have been cool, but it it's not. It it really ends up just being sort of um straightforward and si- too simple for its own good. That's a uh, bummer because I think From Hell is one of those movies that's actually pretty good that kind of got forgotten about. Oh, absolutely! I think it's done really well. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, when I saw it, I said, "This is they're trying to be Robert Downey Jr. and you cannot be Robert Downey Jr." Well, and, and you know John Cusack's great and stuff like High Fidelity and Say Anything, yeah, and Gross Point Blank. So you're saying he should not do genre pictures? Uh, no, no. I, I think it's more that the the script here is um, is not as rich as even like the first Sherlock Holmes is. Like the, the at least that plot, there there was a good strong plot there, and it was the script was tight, so we were moving along. This the, you don't really know where you are from minute to mm. minute, or like because eventually his, his this woman that he loves gets kidnapped, and we're we're like okay, he's supposed to try and save her, but I really don't care, because <laughs> um, I just sort of go like, well, he probably will, um, <laughs> and guess what? Uh, yeah, he does. Dude, spoilers. Uh, oops, oops. Mm. Um, it's it's guess just that's very going to be on my list to see movies this year. Yeah, it's just very forgettable. Um, so let's forget about it. Um, then seeking a friend for the end of the world. Oh, I was the only one here who had not seen Seek- Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Uh, and I thought, well, I should see that so I can chime in on it because it sounded weird. And it is weird. 
Um, I can't I can't believe that they released this in the middle of the summer and right? sold it as a comedy. It made um, because it's depressing. Like, well, I wouldn't even call it depressing because there are some fun parts to it. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be romantic. I just I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's over and I'm I'm just like oh okay, well, guess everybody's dead. I'm gonna <laughs> go watch anything else. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, spoilers, but the world ends at the end of the movie. Um, and it doesn't end in a way that makes you feel like, oh, like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this now. Um, it more just feels like, oh, well, here's some characters and they had a romp, but the world ends. So it doesn't matter. I love my Steve Carell either in the office or, um, in Little Miss Sunshine or in Anchorman. I don't like Steve Carell when he's in Dan in real life and in this movie. Yeah. Because he's funny, but at the same time, he's so good at being depressed, it makes you depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess that's really not a... It's sort of that a, sad clown a, Yeah, I guess it's really not a dig on him because he's playing the part correctly, but... Yeah. I just want to see him be zany. And it is, it is partially just because it sort of meanders. Like, they just... They don't, they don't really know where they're going, and mm. we don't really know where we're going, and... So eventually we get somewhere, but we didn't really achieve anything on, along the way, other than that they fall in love. And that you're doesn't, not sure why. That doesn't. Really? Yeah, you're like not. You're not sure why, and that doesn't seem like enough to make the story really worthwhile in the end. Um, so you just kind of feel like, okay, well, you just sort of told me a sad story. Uh, cool, you know. Did you see the Faces album in there? Not as good as a wing to a blind horse. I did. No. <laughs> There's a Rod Stewart reference in I, there. I didn't see it. <laughs> when he's flipping through all the albums that she owns. Oh yeah. The, the, so that made me kind of like Penny in that, but uh, yeah. that's her name, right? Yes. Wow, I can't believe I remember that. Yeah, I can't either. That's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. so great. Um, and the very last thing is that I watched. Uh, I watched Funny People because I got it nice. along with a bunch of Black Friday stuff that, um, you know, that Black Friday was last week. Um, and I haven't seen that movie since theaters, and I really, I remembered really enjoying it. But it's one of those that usually gets sort of a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that it is the last movie, you know, we got. Uh, this is 40 coming out in, in a couple of weeks, um, and it's the last movie that Apatow made that was actually like an Apatow movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of interested to revisit it, and I still love that movie. Me too. Um, it, it, I mean, yes, it is really more of a drama, but the truth is I love Apatow for his drama more than uh, I do his comedy. And you know, I think one of the greatest mysteries in the world is Adam Sandler is really good at those. Oh, yeah. My favorite Adam Sandler movie is Punch Drunk Love. Mm. And... You know that funny people is great, and there's great bonus features on there. Watching them do stand up comedy. And yeah, I'm one of those. The whole time I was watching that, I was thinking like, if I ever met Adam Sandler, could I be a big enough dick to go up to him and be like, "Hey, um, I just want you to know that I've never really thought you were very funny, but I love your drama movies, and I want you to know there are people like me out there." Dude, say that next year when Grown Ups Two comes out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll win me over. Um, I've always been an Adam Sandler fan. I have a my cousin Chad hates him. I've always liked his movies. Uh, movies like That's My Boy I thought was really funny. It was. And yeah. I've always enjoyed him. And th- I guess the only movie of his I did not like was Little Nicky. Mm. But I, I still see Have Fun and, you know, The Water Boy and things like yeah. that. Um, I mean, I'll watch them. Uh, and I think they're I think they're funny. But I, they're, they're not something I seek out. Mm-hmm. Whereas Spanglish or Rain Over Me, I, Rain over I me. adore those movies. Dude, when he's in Rain Over Me and he's talking to about his children and his wife dying and stuff, I'm like, oh, dude, it is that scene at the courthouse where like her parents are are pissed at him and he's like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, he just kills you. Yeah. Oh man. 
Um, so I, I really <laughs> want him to be a serious actor again. Um, anyway, Funny People is great. If you don't think Funny People is great, write in and tell me why you're wrong. <laughs> Brad, what did you see this week? I didn't see anything. Sorry. <laughs> what you went, been doing this week? I went to show my Chicks, movies man. at the theater. and Oh, uh, that's right. How'd that go? Oh. Uh, show to Tori Dynasty, and uh, it got a better reception than the first time I ever showed it. Good. <laughs> People seem to dig it. Not enough to you know win anything, but... Um, so, is uh, Don't Be a Pussy, is that your uh, film that's been... Best well received, I guess, for lack of a better word. I mean, people get it right away. As far as forty hour films, yeah, yeah, people like. What that What one. do you think's your best re- uh, received film out of all my films? Yeah, Slave Pikachu. Yeah, that's which isn't funny. Even really a film, and <laughs> that's a I mean, what, how, that was one of your very first ones. It's the very it? first one I did. Yeah, yeah. It's so all funny. been downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> you peaked at Clerks, and then it's just yeah. <laughs> going down. I'm that Slave Pikachu guy. No, I, I'm just curious. I, I want to get you yeah. know. I want to see how well you internalize your own work. Well, you know, if you just came out to w- the showings, you could uh, well, experience it for yourself. Um, what day was it? Tuesday. It's always the last Tuesday of the month. I was sick. Okay. You're it, <laughs> this <laughs> if you, time. If you remind, excuse if the you last remind five me, months. then I'll do it. Huh? If you remind me, I do, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll try to share something with you in it. Uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to be in it anyways. Um, yeah, there's some other uh, interesting things in there. Uh, they published, someone did a write-up on it today, and... Uh, the uh, open screen night was promoting the fact like there's this one blurb in it that said someone said uh i'm not sure what i saw tonight but that's the beauty of the event is that it's such a mixed bag that it's mm. different mm. from any, anything else you get to go see yeah in denver so did you have a q a afterwards no no that's just the uh emerging filmmakers project which is every thursday third thursday Gotcha. Open screen nights just you can walk in to the door the night of and turn in something under 15 minutes and they'll play it. And really? It doesn't matter what it is. So <laughs> I was sitting there. Hardcore porn? In our, uh, maybe. Oh. Um, I just thought some dude's just going to like film himself jerking off yeah. and then play that at the theater. Uh, I think they've had puppets jerking off in one, I think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there's like regulars. Like there's a couple groups who do like their own web series and they'll post like they'll premiere oh, the cool. new episodes there um and uh you know there's actually animation people who will show stuff there or puppet people they do puppet <laughs> like P- puppet people anthology things yeah, yeah. it's a uh, people who work with puppets not people that are puppets right yeah um cool yeah so that's the bulk of what i saw and uh, you know more comfort food as i go to bed you know office stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, i've been watching the office too i know i want to jump on something new but i just i don't want to like jump on it and then pass out you know yeah so cool that's it for me for now well that's stuff we've been watching if there's ever something you want the real nerds to watch please send it in we'll watch it like frank and weenie and then we'll tear it apart oh yeah. uh, but we love you cora thanks that's for why that's why stuff. cora didn't write in this week <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah guess what it's time for now what Box office numbers? I fucking guess. I don't know. Whatever. It's my show. I can do what I want. Box office numbers. This is the box office stats. So, no big surprises. Uh, Twilight won again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I'm actually more impressed with is Lincoln actually gained a percentage. It didn't lose an audience. It gained audience. Yeah. I think it was 19%, which is pretty impressive. Um, that actually ended up at 22%. Not surprising. The Life of Pi did okay. Um, 
whatever. It we saw that five. movie and I didn't like it, so I don't yeah. care about it. It lost out to uh, Rise was, of the Guardians. Yeah, which, twenty-five million, I think. Life of Five. It's got a it's got a pretty good buzz around it, but was not enough to to defeat the big, the heavyweights, the Skyfalls, and such. Yeah, I think Twilight's going to win this week and next week too. Uh, so four weeks of Twilight being number one. Well, we'll give it some yeah. money this week. We are giving it money, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, nothing big in the box office. DVD and Blu-ray. And I'm making this really hard to edit because I can't talk. DVD and Blu-rays. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Nothing comes out next. (laughs) What? Uh, The big release, obviously, is The Dark Knight Rises, which is... Which version are you guys getting? Which is, I don't know, the fifth best Batman movie. Uh, I will... I'll I'll just get the normal one. Are you going to buy the big uh, trilogy, the big collection? No, because I already got the other two. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm um, just going to get the uh, the Blu-ray. <laughs> the standard yeah. Blu-ray? Well, I mean, obviously the three-disc one, but... Well, yeah. 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 I think all the Blu-rays are like that. I'm yeah. getting the Steelbook from Best Buy, but I'm torn because I also like the book editions, which Target's getting, and one of them has Bane on it. Ooh. Yeah. And See, I, I, think Batman, I think Batman's a cooler design character than Bane. Well, yeah, but it's got Batman like his back to the camera and like the cop cars behind him. So he's saying, "Who me?" Yeah, <laughs> should I rescue the city? <laughs> and uh, the big another big one is Finding Nemo on Blu-ray, which mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. a lot of families are excited to see. Um, what else we got, James? Uh, Hope Springs comes out this week, which is that movie where old people have sex. Steve Carell. Um, no, that's oh yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. He is. I forgot about that. Uh, do you remember that fucking? That fucking movie, uh, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, where the kid is like a plant. I fucking movie, but... <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, he's like, yeah. it's the weirdest movie Cindy ever. Bristow's in it, though. I love it. Yeah. She's um, so cute. There's this great video online of these kids who had just come out of it, and they are just weeping. Because, um, spoilers for that movie, he dies at the end. Um, the little boy dies at the end of that movie. And these How kids... How do you know that? These ki- Because I saw this YouTube video of these parents that were, that are, like... They're videotaping their kids who are just absolutely bawling and screaming about like, they're screaming about like, why did Timothy have to die? And you're like, oh my God, why is this movie out there? And this just proves the point that if they left Sparky dead at the end of Frank and Weenie, it would have been way more powerful. It would have been. I'm still not going to see you. I cut off. It just looks awful. I'm going to sue them because this sounds like the plot to flower, (laughs) which is one of my movies. Um, Beasts of the Southern Beasts of the Southern Wild comes out this week, uh, which you guys should check out. And Udo um, is on the new sure. Simpsons box set. Was that season fourteen? Uh, yes, fifteen. Uh, season two of Star Trek: Next Generation on Blu-ray, and that looks like it. Yep. Cool. So definitely Batman. Yeah, Batman. Uh, is butter check, this week? Check out Beasts of the Southern Wild. What is butter on there? No, I I didn't see it. Hmm. So if it is, it's uh There it is. Oh yeah, there it is. It's way it's way down there. Yeah, butter is this week. Cool. Oh shit. Catch me if you can. Did catch you me if see you that? can on oh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Fuck you guys. The big release this week is Catch <laughs> Me If You Can on Blu-ray. Oh man. I know that sounds sarcastic, but he's serious. Except no, the box I'm, art isn't as cool as I the know. actual I poster. Do a special no, edition, no, 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 like. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the best, but uh I don't care because I am going to buy that movie. I have to go rent. Uh, yeah, I got to buy that movie now. It's like Gil was great. like, who are those people running away from each other? 
oh, they're Tom Hanks and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. In case you don't know what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> that really is one of the Steven Spielberg movies I have been waiting for. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that movie's so it's awesome. gorgeous. Uh, that's The score for that movie is one of William's best. Uh, anyway, that that looks like everything. I'm not seeing any shark movies. <laughs> I do see breast something. What was that? I was oh there's a there's always like weird porn movies if you go low enough. Yeah, yeah. Um I love, my I love my breasts. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um I, I, I did the next mutation volume two's on there, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw that in there. There you go, Turtles fans. Um I was this week when I was sick, I was really trying to find a way to see uh sand sharks. Mm-hmm. But there is not a way that you can. You can't stream even that rent it on yet. Amazon. It's not. It's not on video on Amazon yet. No. Oh bummer. I know. I I could have seen uh, Jersey Shore Shark Attack, but I didn't feel like it. <laughs> so. So well, maybe next time. Before the end of the year, though, I, I got to try and find a, a copy of Sand Sharks. Cool. Thank you, Digital Bits, for your DVD Blu-ray release section. James, unspool some real news for me, sir. It's real news. All right, there's not a lot of news this week. The first thing I want to talk about is actually something I I was supposed to talk about last week, but I I mixed I messed up the news and lost some stuff. Um, there was a story about a week and a half ago now. Um, that it was all over the place. Ryan, you first posted it because it was on IO9. Uh, but basically, Michael Uslan uh, is selling some of his. Uh, Batman memorabilia stuff uh, and giving the money to charity, but it raised up this story that all of the internet caught fire with about how <laughs> um, the the whole idea to have Jack Nicholson as the Joker came from this this picture that was in the newspaper that he drew on because that's one of the things he's selling. With whiteout, which you real nerds fans already know that story because we broke it like six months ago. Yo, what's up? Really what? Yeah, what up? Yeah, I mean, it's also in the book that was published. But yeah. but it's okay. He Still. interviewed us. Well, we interviewed him. <laughs> um, you can check that out on our Dark Knight Rises By podcast. the way, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Uslan on his doctorate that he recently oh, yeah. obtained. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Michael Uslan is a badass. That guy's so cool. It's one of my favorite moments ever because, you know, we went to the Mile High Comics and he was signing his book there and me and Brad were like, oh, that's a cool book. We should go um, have him sign it. And I said, I should ask him to be on my podcast. And Brad said, oh, he won't be on the podcast. I said, fuck it. I'm going to ask gonna him anyways. And he was there. And I said, hey, would you mind being on a little unknown podcast? He said, yeah, I'll do that. But that's a cool part. The coolest part. And I'll yeah. tell the story again. I'll tell it to the day I die because I love it. Me and Brad went to his. He had a panel there just talking about his book. And there's something about digital comics before. So me and Brad were like, oh, we'll get there early. We'll sit down and just, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we're sitting there in the front row. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And. All of a sudden, Michael Uslan comes. I'm like, oh, cool, Michael Uslan's here. And he walks behind us, then to the left of us, and then sits down right next to me and says, hey, I'm going to be on your podcast later, right? <laughs> and I mic dropped. If I had, if you could hear a mic drop. So, and he was so cool. Yeah. He let us stand behind him in his autograph booth. Such an awesome guy. Yeah. We got to bask anyway. in his presence. Yep. And he was so nice. And he loves comic books. I reached out to his son and get him on show because he we should he offered to do that we should um all right so in actual news this week and again there's there's really not much uh kevin feig there's been a lot of like rumors about what we're going to get to see in iron man 3 um and kevin feig came out and said that there will not be any other avengers in this movie lies um yeah (laughs) this is kind of like when marion cotillard wasn't talia al ghul spoilers for, for for dark knight um uh 
but th- this can't be true. Um, in fact, at, at this point, people are pretty sure that the, that the wasp is going to get um, introduced in this one, mm-hmm. which would be pretty cool. I also read that it's not as dark as people think it is going to be. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's just that trailer that's setting up so much of the, you know, the conflict mm-hmm. where like, oh, no, Iron Man is underwater and maybe going <laughs> to do- drown. He's not going to um, drown. Did you see the beginning of Avengers? He yeah. fixes thing underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the movie's five months away. Can't people just chill the fuck out and wait for it? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Without spoiling it for themselves? Um, I just think it's interesting any time that somebody comes out and pretty blatantly lies to us. <laughs> like you wouldn't it, have to if people would just let it go. I, 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 well, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and we're only talking about this because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, I wish Robert Downey Jr. was in more movies. <laughs> He's in a lot of movies. He is. I'm, I know he is. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen like two thirds of them. Yeah, some of them you can't get on DVD. Just so you guys know. I do know. <laughs> I do know. We talked about it. Yes. Um. And the very last thing is uh, Colin Trevorov, who is the guy who directed Safety Not Guaranteed, which we all. When did I you see? Not seen oh, it you yet. haven't seen it yet. That's I right. think that comes out on DVD soon. I'll probably it's get it. It's been out. Yeah. Is it really? Right, yeah. yeah. That's right. We picked it up on Black Friday. Where you showed it to me. Yeah. yeah. I keep on meaning to see it. Um, anyway, he is, it seems like the next thing he might be working on is going to be a remake of Flight of the Navigator. Did you guys ever? Yes, I have. Know? I haven't you, seen it since they, I was a kid. You used to listen to Beach Boy songs while I was flying the spaceship. Right. So it was a movie you guys saw as kids. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if maybe like, because I'm one of the- I think it's 86. Sound right? Yeah, I think so. I had an older brother, and so I I actually ended up seeing a lot of the movies that were, you know, they came out in the 80s, and the kids that were older than me- they were their sure. childhood movies too. I so the I wasn't sure if the that was... uh, spaceship was really cool because it was oh, yeah. all clean and yeah. computers everywhere. And, and it's a, it's a pretty neat little story. I think uh, if they remade that, I think that would be a, a good one because it's one that, as fun as that movie is, you couldn't really show that to a, a kid today and have them enjoy it. I don't think as well um, because there, I don't think it holds up. I don't quite remember. As well. I'd have to see it again. I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw it maybe ten years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is. 20. Probably, yeah, probably more recently than anyone else here. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I remember my older brother loved that movie, though. Loved it. I think when I went when I worked at Blockbuster, I purposely like I rented it just because I was like, I, I have to see how good was that movie actually. Uh, oh no, it's because my mom owns it. That's why. So my I have I have awesome. seen yeah, um, but yeah, I, I could see them really making something fun out of that. Um, it, that's the kind of remake that I would support. But uh, anyway, that's news. Unless you guys got anything. I don't. Spider-Man might shoot in London. <laughs> yeah. whoop de doo And there's yeah. there's constantly casting news about Spider-Man, but until we really know I'll anything. wait till they cast Norman Osborn, yeah. and then I'll yeah. tear it apart and or I'll praise it. cast news about Justice League, Justice Gordon-Levitt, Batman. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meh. And that is so, that's so rumor mill right now yeah. that it's, it's hard to take anything seriously. Did you know that Christopher Nolan wanted Heath Ledger to play Batman in Batman Begins? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that story came out this week. And he week. said that he'd never cool. do a superhero movie. Yeah. And then he probably saw Batman Begins, like I could do the superhero movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually turned out good. I think. I'll well, do it. there's a difference between doing the the hero and doing the villain. Um, it's always so, more fun to play villains. Yeah, exactly. Can be also harder. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if they're listening to casting news, Robert Downey Jr. as the Green Goblin, that'd be sweet. No. Yeah, it'd be awesome. No. So when the Green Goblin crosses over into the Avengers movies, Robert Downey Jr. to play opposite himself. He's already the Iron Patriot. Jeez, guys. Do I have to think of everything? <laughs> Just kidding. I always think, I'm like, who could I? Who would be a great Norman Osborn? But my mind is... 
blank. RD, Harrison Ford. RDJ is too likable. Yeah. Oh yeah. He can. Uh, That's a problem. Like, like I, yes, he could. He could. He could probably. He's, he's a good enough actor. I bet he could go dark. But uh, oh, dude, it would be really in dreams. He's so fucking dark in that movie. I I don't know that <laughs> it, would, it would be convincing. He's good at, at this it, point. but then he dies like ten minutes after he's in the movie. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyways, it's comic book corner time. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Hey guys, it's my turn for comic book corner. Unless Brad, do you have a comic for me this week? I don't do the comic book corners. I know you're so fucking, you're <laughs> such a limp dick. All he, all he reads is uh, Batman. So, uh, not true. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, you're know. right. You're right. You did do it. Um, me and Brad, uh, we only go to Mile High Comics when they have auctions, and this week they had an auction. And it was a different kind of auction. Usually he does a lot of either Silver Age books or variant cover comic books. And he gets them so you can get them cheaper than you could get them just buying it from the store. But this week he did, or last week he did trade paperbacks, which I thought was interesting. Because, you know, most of them are $20, $24. And I said, if I can get a trade, pay, a trade paperback for 5 6 bucks, I'll buy it. I don't care what it is. And I did. I bought one called um, Lily Renee, which is... I guess a real lady who escaped Nazi Germany and became a, a prolific comic book artist. I haven't read it yet, but I got that for $2. I literally, it was the first lot and it, I won it for two bucks. I'm like, fuck it. I'll take that one. I don't even know what it is. And uh, then as a, as an auction went along, there was this one called Baltimore, the plague ships, yeah. which is uh, the guy who does Hellboy. What's his name? Oh, crap. Mike Mignola. Uh, Mike, Mike Mignola, Mignola. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the cover was really cool. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I want that one. There was a, um, there was a free issue for free comic book day a few years ago that I read and I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm kind of interested to pick that one up. Uh, but uh, th- I'll get to the, my recommendation in a second, but that particular lot, I got the book for seven boxes, you know, still cheap. Oh yeah. But, there was this girl who was bidding on the lot with me. I'm like, who the fuck is bidding on this lot with me? And so she uh, ended up winning it because I stopped after like six bucks. And she picked, what books did she pick? She picked like uh, Twilight and no. uh, some other teeny bop book that no. girls would pick. I'm like, really? I could have stopped at $2 and got Baltimore <laughs> Ships of Plague for two bucks. Oh. So I got in a bidding war with a girl who wanted a Twilight graphic novel. That's horrible. That sucked for you me. You should have you should have gone and befriended her, and we could have we could have brought her over to the light. Totally away from she away she from her, her life of darkness. Um, but the book I am going to recommend is it's a it's a trade paperback, and it's called Four Color Adventures: The Walt Disney Volume One. Now, for those of you who don't know, in the um, very early time of comic books in the 30s and 40s, the comic books were consisted of they would take the Sunday um, comics. And put them in a book form, hence comic books. And one of the earliest ones was Donald Duck. And so they're just the, it's a really long book and uh, it's really great. And all these little, um, again, they're relying on sight gags. So some of them are really funny and you have to pick up, I'm not going to sit here and explain sight gags in this book to you, (laughs) but they're each, each page is two little comics. So on the top is one comic and the bottom's the other one and boom studios redid them and they, reprinted them how they were originally intended so the format of the book's a little longer and it's they're really fantastic stories and i mean they're just cute i mean there's no deep meaning behind donald duck right but there's great ones with uh the one i will say that made me laugh uh pretty hardly is donald is 
he's painting the side of the house and Huey, Dewey and Louie come over and say, Hey, is it, how long, if, uh, if a well is three quarters of, uh, three quarters full, how much of this 30 foot rope would we need? And so Donald's in there trying to figure it out and he has his thought balloon with all these numbers and uh, the boys say, well, we're kind of on a time crunch, and there's only two of them, and the third one's in the whale saying, help me. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then it's kind of racist, too, because it's from the yeah. 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. And there's even a disclaimer in front of the book saying, hey, you know, this is before political correctness was boring. Yeah. So you should really pick up The Four Color Adventures by Boom Studios. Cool. They did a really great job reproducing them. And uh, just to elaborate on that, Boom Studios relaunched Darkwing Duck. And if you get the first trade paperback of Darkwing Duck called the Dark the the Duck Knight Returns is awesome because it's about Darkwing Duck. He retires. He's not going to do it anymore, and he's in his dead end job. But it turns out that there's a sinister plot, and he has to take up the mantle of Darkwing Duck again. And it's great. So Boom Studios does a great job with the Disney properties. Is there is there somewhere place where somebody could get trades like that at a discount every week? Absolutely. You can go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada, Colorado, and pick up. Any trade paperback, 20% off every day Very cool. in their stores. And, yeah, you can pick up. I've seen the Darkwing Duck one there. There's even a hardcover of it, and it's beautiful. Ooh. Darkwing Duck. You got to love him. Question about Donald Duck. Yes. Who is Donald Duck's brother? Because, obviously, he has nephews. Uh, <laughs> his name's... Uh, I, I know it. He really has a brother. Really? And he's only in a couple cartoons. Oh, my gosh. He just... Wow. Testing my Disney. Is he an alcoholic who's in and out of jail, and that's why no, he's uh, never there to watch the kids? Balls, I don't remember it, but yeah, he's he's in a couple cartoons, very short, mm. and uh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. And then, mm. what happened to Donald Duck's parents? Because he always just hangs out with his uncle Scrooge. I don't know. I don't think they've ever said it's that. A, well, they're dead. His uncle Scrooge killed them. <laughs> to, it's it, took profit. all their money. Yeah, <laughs> took all their coins. Yep. So yeah. Pick up Four Color Adventures. You don't have to be a kid to like comic books, but you should be a kid at heart. It's actually a really bitter story because uh, Scrooge is actually his dad, um, (laughs) but he's like the illegitimate son, and and Scrooge never really recognized him as his son, so they they hang out together. No, you know who Um, Scrooge's illegitimate child is? Gizmo Duck! Just kidding. Anybody? (laughs) DuckTales? Darkman Duck? Yeah. Yeah. You know the only uh, tying factor to all those little cartoons is Launchpad Quack. He's in hmm. all of them. Duck oh, Tales. Wow. Yeah. He's also in Darkwing Duck, and he makes a couple appearances in Tailspin. Oh, Tailspin! <laughs> I loved Tailspin. Cool. So, guess what, guys? What? We saw Killing Them Softly this week. We did. Brad, should people go see Killing Them Softly? You know, I can't decide, like, parts <laughs> are really boring, other parts are really, like, preachy and take out of the movie, and then there's, like, really interesting, different ways of filming cliched things. I I don't know. This movie's just kind of, like... There. It, it's just stuff. It, it, I, I saw it, and that's <laughs> probably... Yeah. It, that'll be the end of it. James? Um... Yeah, I am similarly conflicted. I think when when it started, I thought, oh, this is going to be like sort of an American version of, of a Guy Ritchie movie like Snatch mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and it's got the dialogue and it's got the interesting characters and, and it builds some interesting characters well, but I, it just sort of wanders and I don't know. Um, by the time it's over, I, I 
I, I had nothing to hold on to. Um, so probably no, probably not. Um, it's interesting, but probably not worth it. I agree with both of you. I think um, <coughs> I, I'm wa- like, like with Brad. I'm watching like this movie's good, but then I go say, okay, now it's kind of boring. Yeah. And then there's parts where I said, well, you know what? I'd say rent it um, because yeah. I think there's parts in it that are definitely worth seeing. And it, it, there's not a lot of movies like it. Yeah, there's good performances. In yeah, it. yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of scenes where you know it's just two people talking for a long time, but they're saying interesting stuff to each other and they're convincing as their characters. Sure. But then yeah. it kind of goes off and tries to like feed you like some idea about something else um, while also doing this, uh, you know, hitman story. Cool. Here's yeah. a trailer. Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? Is that what you got? Dishwashing gloves? Why don't I look like a bunch of amateurs? What's this? Sawing off a shotgun. It's what you asked me to get you. It's gonna kill everybody in the room. Mark Trapman's game was hit a couple of nights ago. Hey, hey, hey! Give it all up, nobody gets hurt. It's only money. So where do we go from here? We start with Trapman. They are not going to okay anything major here. What does that mean? They just want you to talk to them. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey! Talk to them. Shove them around a little. Don't hurt them too badly because they don't want them hurt. Let's have a beer. We got the two kids. One of them starts bragging about how he just knocked over this guy's game for 100K. I don't know what it is with these guys. They can't get the mouth shut about nothing. Goes up like a bonfire. I love it. So who's gonna do it, you? I need Mickey for that one. New York Mickey? So what, you want me to do a double? I can handle it. I don't know if they'll spring for two guys. It's a two-man job. I come in here every day. I know. I don't know you. If you guys know me. You want a position very few guys ever get in. You have choices. Look, I don't know if I can do this. You made a mistake. And you gotta make things right. There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. You ever killed anyone? They cry, they plead, they call for their mothers. And the man comes around. I like to kill him softly, from a distance. You come up here to do something, remember? I don't take orders from you. Get out of the car now. I didn't do nothing. Know what you gotta do, right? You know, this is a business of relationships. Don't make me laugh. I'm living in America. And in America, you're on your own. What I thought was interesting about this movie is if I think if it came out in Seven Psychopaths and come out earlier, I might have liked it more. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I, I didn't understand the tone right away. Like, the tone for me was hard to get into. Yeah. Um, because, uh, again... Is that really obnoxious opening credit sequence where the yeah. audio oh. is going through different... Wow, yes. Yeah. Uh, channels for different images. And I guess, too, it's playing some sort of political angle that I didn't fully get a grasp yeah, of. Something about... We're trying to parallel yeah, the story they, yeah, with... But they're trying to compare, like, the economy breeds this kind of violence. I don't I didn't understand that. Did well, you guys have a they, better they grasp n- of it? They never, no. Um, the thing I felt, We, like we see a lot of, like, video and, and audio of uh, political candidates talking about... It's, it's during the period of the bailout four years ago. 
um, well, longer it's, than it's that, just but... before Obama wins the election. Yeah, and um, they, they. But I didn't. I couldn't understand if the movie was trying to be pro Obama or pro George Bush because they would play like clips from George Bush were that were not smart. I don't think it was taking a stance. I, so yeah, I don't way. think it was. I think it was just saying that they're existing in two separate worlds where they think that. Oh, I guess that's the right. government yeah. is building this. Uh, you know. All Americans are the same. We all live on the same roof, and we're all taking care of each other. But in reality, there's just like people wandering around, you know, doing underhanded things, and that's the reality. Is like, yeah. these things don't relate to each other, they're, and they're doing and they're doing all of these now. bad things for money, not sort of at the whim of a, of an economy. Yeah. Um, which. Yes, I think that's what it's trying to say, but it all falls apart when you go, well, that's because these people are criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. the, the we w- the government functions for the people who are not criminals and those people work inside of an economy where that all affects mm-hmm. them. Yes, you're right. The people who are killing people for forty five thousand um, dollars, those people are not affected by buyouts and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, you're right. So very smart. And to yeah. them, like they don't think they're criminals either. It's like that's yeah. to them. That's way of life. Like yeah. that's just survival. Whereas the government part yeah. is like, yeah. Anyway, which I think that on its own is interesting, but the. All of that, all of that footage is just distracting. Yeah, um, totally distracting. Like I, I think setting like you're up, watching two separate movies at the same yeah. time. It was it was kind of good early on when we when they were just setting it up and we were like, okay, so this is during these hard economic times. But but I don't think any of it is as in, as is engrossing as the um, the conversation that that is had earlier with sort of our our first main character, um, who's name was frank i think he's he's one of the two robbers um yeah frankie um he's sort of the smarter of the two robbers at the beginning and he's talking about the fact that like you know he's getting things are getting so hard for him that he's gonna have to just go back to jail and knock on the door and go like hey can you let me back in because it's getting cold out here um because he's talking about like they tried to set him up with a job that he can't get to because he didn't have a car so and since he doesn't have a car he's got no expenses so why does he need a job in the first place um that whole conversation does a better job of uh, sort of painting that world for us than any of the audio stuff does. Um, yeah, I think uh, too when Brad Pitt's on screen, it's really good. Oh but yeah, I think he's, sometimes when he's gone for a little bit, it the movie really suffers. Yeah. Not that the characters are they're bad acting or something. It's just I don't know. There's something about his character that I really, I guess, I don't know if you can like the character, but I guess he's engrossing. He has what you would call screen presence. Exactly. And I mean, his, his first scene with Richard Jenkins was really good. Yeah. Oh, um, Richard, Richard Jenkins is great. I know. He's always in movies where he's just some random guy all the time. Richard yeah. Jenkins. Um, I think even he's credited as driver in yeah, this movie. Yeah. Um, Which is not really his job. No. Um, but the movie, I mean, Brad Pitt's really good in it. Um, I think uh, most of the actors are great. Yeah, but it, I'll tell you what's really distracting to me is there's a lot of people that are either eating something or drinking something, and it kept on changing. The, oh. the continuity was horrible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Brad Pitt is, like, in every movie he's <laughs> in, he's eating or drinking something, like, yeah. in yeah. every scene he does in any movie. Um, but I think I think more distracting for me is that there are there are things like the entire plot with James Gandolfini, which is pointless. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, totally pointless. I, it has a point in that that's why our main that's why our our sort of two main characters Frankie and Brad Pitt end up together at the end of the movie and and well, do this little mission together but i guess that isn't as much of a plot as i would i would want it to be i guess the only thing i could think of is a distraction for 
uh, what he was going to do because there's a hitman in Chicago or in Louisiana. I don't know where the fuck they're at. Yeah. And so he'd have the cops worry about him and get him, them invested in the dog stealer guy. And then he could do his other stuff and get rid of all the other loopholes. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There, was, there's so little plot to it that I really don't. Um, I, it didn't feel like it was that flushed out to me uh, that, that, I, that I thought he was that smart. It, it more was like, well... He was going to do it this way, but then that kind of doesn't work because James Gandolfini is drunk. So he just decides to shoot this guy. Um, who was Squirrel? Like, I can't figure out who. It was. Oh, the, Squirrel was the, the dry cleaner guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Dylan. Who's Dylan? Uh, Dylan is the guy who beats up Mickey at his uh, at his home. Marky. Um, oh, sorry, Marky. <laughs> J- Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Liotta. At yeah. the, early on in the movie when we're, tell- when we're getting the story about him robbing his own place, these guys come over and beat him up and knock him out the back door. Dylan is like the thinner guy, okay. um, played by um, Sam Shepard. Uh, and then Kelly, Carrie, Kenny uh, is the guy with him. Who later there is that conversation about? Oh, Kenny, Kenny works for Dylan. Um, okay, but they don't flush that out, and we never see Dylan die. So I don't know why we care. <laughs> but there's great dialogue. Oh yeah, there's some cool scenes. Yeah, it's an, I don't know. Uh, it's just bizarre. Um, I, it, I mean, there was a great when he was shooting Ray Liotta. I thought was really cool. Um, it was cool at first, but then it goes on so long. <laughs> yeah, it did, it would drag on. It was, yeah. It's an unusual movie because I, I at a certain point I ended up feeling like maybe they he sort of relished in the violence a little too much. Yeah, I like mean, he was like, "Hey, I'm going to show you some cool, gory violence," and I'm like, "Well, except you're you're also telling me this serious story about guys killing people, so it." Um, I, I read a lot of people saying it's this year's drive, but I, no. the way I disagree mm-hmm. is the drive is uh, driver and drive is a character you actually like. Yeah. And he kind of just gets mixed up in this horrible um, world. And this one is just, I, I mean, none of the characters are redeemable at all. I mean, yeah. if Brad Pitt's character was killed, I wouldn't care. I think Frankie could have been redeemable, but of course he dies. So, But he's also a scumbag too, though, because he's just, I mean, he's a he's a thief and a robber and... Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I think that his his speeches early on were enough that I was like, okay, I I kind of like this guy. I I could like him the way that I like other criminals in like Snatch or um, Lock, Stock, and Two Swinking Barrels. Um, but those movies are more slapsticky than this ever is. Yeah, you know, um, it it's a uh, Andrew Dominic. I looked this up. Is the guy who directed it, and uh, he was the guy who made um the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford that movie's awesome which yes but that that movie is really good but it is also very quiet and slow yeah. and long i think the only and, and I've, i felt some of that in here where he just sort of left stuff in where you were like well okay but I I, yeah why. i think the assassination of jesse james is a better movie I, I do too. it's one of those movies i really liked that movie is gorgeous yeah and there's just parts in it where you know brad pitt and um, Casey Affleck are talking and it's just so good yeah so if you haven't seen that one you should go see The Assassination of Jesse James by that coward Robert I like the part where Boo Boo shoots Yogi <laughs> that movie is that the same movie what, what did no. I watch <laughs> well Robert Ford does shoot Jesse James in the back so also Brad Pitt like kills a Dude, snake spoilers <laughs> squeezes a snake's head and then it all wraps up on him I haven't seen that movie in a while. I, I remember it being really long, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, not just because as long he as the knows. title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that title's great, though. I, I heard, isn't it based on a play? Isn't there yeah. a play based on it? Well, because the, the events in the movie are true, so yeah. he really did go around like performing the way that he killed Jesse James. Um, the title needs to be that long because it is about the fact that Jesse James was, or that that. Howard and the crazy Ford thing is, yeah, Robert Coward. Ford had a huge crush on him, basically. Oh, yeah. He was in oh. love with him. Great movie. Yeah, way better you than should, this You one. should see that movie. Yeah. You can, I think you get it on Blu-ray for like five bucks. Probably. And it's great. I should buy that movie. I might do that tomorrow. Killing them Do it right now by jumping on the digital bits and <laughs> looking up the cover art <laughs> and then getting to Amazon. Yep. That's right. Guess what, uh, guys? What? You can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Tweet us, real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook. You know what's awesome? This Paul what? Salmon liked us on Facebook. Oh, he dude. That is awesome. Yeah. If we haven't said it before, make sure to listen to the interview later on this week with him, because it's great. By his books? By his books. He's written a, a few of them, and they're, uh, the Conan book is beautiful. I mean, it's it's one of those like coffee table books that you know you can show the art in it yeah. and you can leave it out and people will be fascinated by what's in it yeah. and his research is really good and epks or you know behind the scenes stuff that you've watched he's shot some of those and he and our you know what i'll save it just stay tuned later this week and you can listen to the interview and i'll talk about the interview at that time so yeah thanks for listening to us what can, are we doing in january guys in oh. January? No, we're not doing it. We're doing it before January. <laughs> no, I said, what are well, we but doing? Well, it, it may not air until January. Oh, you should see our f- listen. See it. Listen to our film explosion in 2012, where we pick our ten favorite movies of the year, and Brad edits in the trailers. <laughs> it's an extra long episode. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we don't tell every, anybody our order. Brad knows all the movies we pick, but we don't tell him the order. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a, you know, a big thing. And if you want, um, I might start putting stuff up on our Facebook page and our Twitter account. Where you guys, our fans, can vote on their favorite movie. Yeah. And we'll pick a fan pick. Um, my niece Taylor has already picked her movie, so she'll have a special spot on it. Um, I was thinking, like, fans could do, like, their top fives, and we could read their top fives, like, real quick before we do our. We could read a few. Or, or even, yeah, even if it's just, you know, one or two movies that you really love from this year, email them in and we'll. Yeah. Uh, even if we don't, you, you know, know what? We, we will talk about them How one about way this? or another. You email us your favorite movies, realnerds at gmail.com, and we will take them all and whatever movie is nominated the most it will be the number one movie for the fans sure and so we'll have their fans best movie of the year because if we um if we do everybody send us our, their top five that might be really long yeah um but well but know, if only a couple of people send us top fives we can read a couple of people's yeah, top but, fives no problem no but problem. this is what i'm gonna do my show okay <laughs> send us your favorite movies the movie that shows up the oh, most this year Huh? Of, of this, this year. year. Don't yeah. send us like, oh, Star yeah, Wars. Of this year. <laughs> <laughs> of we know. We know. If 2012, send us your favorite movies of 2012 and rank them in order, however many you want to send us. And whatever has the most number one votes will be our fans pick for the number one movie of the year. Like cool. the Academy Awards. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. We still haven't thought of a theme yet. I think I want to do like neon 80s style poster, Brad. <laughs> so uh, I was going to do a Futurama futuristic type poster, but. Yeah, that works. I'll I'll put that together. <laughs> or what, what what are you gonna do? I just told you I was gonna do Future Rum. Like I don't understand that one. Like you know, like uh, the Jetsons. Wor- World of Tomorrow, Jetsons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We do but whatever you no, want. No, the eighties cool. one's good too. I hadn't done it yet, so we could do that. 
How about you put them, mock up a couple of them together? You don't have to flush <laughs> them. Run them by three me. Three posters. Yeah. Don't, don't have to do one. Put all the time in. Just you know, do some concept, and then we'll decide which one's the best. I'm Either way, there's gonna, gonna like be there's gonna be a really good poster. Yeah. The episode is always really fun because yeah. we talk about more stuff than just our top tens. Yep. Um, we'll we'll have some there movies you should have seen, yeah, yeah, movies you might have missed, and the worst movie of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which you know usually it's reserved for Twilight, but this year it might have something else for you. <laughs> there might be Dark yeah. Shadows. Um, Ooh. So, so uh, Re- wait, that's the first time you said Dark Shadows and not Men in Black. Mm. Ah. Is it Men in Black, um, Dark Shadows, or Piranha 3 Double D? Who knows? Or maybe Twilight. Or maybe Twilight. There's four movies right now on the running, so. Yep. Maybe Men in Black 3 because it knew better. <laughs> Anyways, until next time when we see Twilight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>